Welcome to the Reminders Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in. Hearing in the background here is my latest release. This is Canvas of Being, previously and affectionately referred to as the poem song. Working title. Pretty proud of that one, actually. That's on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you find your music. It's one of my favorite recordings so far. So... I'm taking a little bit of a different approach for this episode, back to the solo cast. Um, You know, when I started this podcast, my vision and intention looked a little bit different than what it has ended up unfolding as. I was envisioning a bit more structured solo podcasts, more thoroughly covering some specific topics uh, to set more of a foundation for then bringing others on to widen the perspective on those given topics through conversation. In fact, I even had this idea the other day of structuring it through doing one solo cast and then following it up with an episode with a guest to delve deeper into that topic through you know an actual dialogue. And if I'm being honest, I think I went right into primarily a guest-focused podcast for two reasons. Um, first, I think it was a bit out of insecurity thinking that a podcast would be more interesting to others if it included a network of cool people and it wasn't just me yakking into a mic. Uh, and then also I began to reject the self-seriousness of that intentional or that initial vision, opting more for the idea that those topics would organically arise in conversation anyway and they have they definitely have but without the explicit highlighting that would come from you know an episode that was fully focused on that topic and had more forethought and structure in it so this isn't a declaration that i'm changing the format of the podcast or anything like that just a little check-in and some insight into my thoughts also an exercise in trying something new i've scripted out this solo cast beforehand so There's some transparency for you. Why? Uh, I just thought it would be fun. I had the idea. I was listening to another podcast and admiring how uh, clearly spoken and how clear the ideas were structured that just sort of sparked this idea that I've had for a while and I've I've never actually done this. Um, You know, obviously I'm not married to the script and going off script right now, but um, I thought it would be just a fun um, experience, experiment, and to see if it flows any smoother than just winging it. So, we'll see. Anyway, I love having this podcast as a platform for intentional conversations with hearty people, and that's definitely not going to change. And also, I think it would be good for me to get back to using it for more specifically focused messages, and maybe even a bit of an online journal. Because why not? Healthy expression is healthy. So this is really just a checkpoint for me personally to remind myself why I chose to engage with the internet in this way and with my creativity through podcasting. So just trying to ground back into that purpose. And a reminder to you if you've been around since the beginning and or hopefully a timely clarifier for any new listeners as to why did I decide to start this podcast. Essentially, with the ambition to outline the human condition 
through the lens of semi-psychological and metaphysical perspectives to bring some clarity and context into some of the big questions of, of why, of who am I and why are we here? You know, those types of huge life questions that we all, I, well, I'll speak for myself, I've been pondering my entire life. And you all know that I'm not a scientist, so it's not really the perspective that I'm coming to this with, but I have collected some pretty hefty data points throughout my life through being a spiritual seeker throughout all of my adolescence and coming to some conclusions, if you will, that seeking is really only worthwhile to the point that we at some point decide to arrive from the seeking. And what I mean by that is arriving through the integration of our gathered knowledge into what I like to call lived wisdom. You know, literally just putting information into practice, integrating the medicine into our identity, into who we are. So not just, you know, the incessant infotainment that most of us engage with the internet with, you know, especially on the TikTok-esque platforms where it's just, you know, one interesting thing after the next, funny, enlightening, informative, and then it's just in one ear out the next, you know, we're not really integrating any of that into our ourself. I mean, I guess sometimes it does get integrated into our identity when, you know, slang or trends rub off on you in a certain way, but you get my point. So the large scale themes that I find valuable to circle back to are the human condition, as I mentioned, which is pretty succinctly summarized in the Buddhist Four Noble Truths. This is like the, the quintessential Buddhism 101. So I'll break that down for you. The four noble truths are first, that suffering exists. So this is seen as the quote-unquote problem of the human condition from the Buddhist perspective. Suffering exists. Two, the cause of suffering is attachment. Three, that suffering can be transmuted through detachment. And four is... The fourth noble truth is actually broken into a bunch of sub-points... Sub but it essentially could be summarized as the path, the path of transmuting from our attachment to, to our desires and our, our cycle of chasing pleasure and wanting to avoid pain. So that's uh, A, Buddhism in a nutshell, and B, uh, my take on the human condition as I'm seeing it in this particular moment. Um, you know, the details of of our lives and modern existence have certainly become convoluted since the day that Siddhartha, the historical Buddha, who's credited with coming up with that since he asserted that. But the essence of the truths definitely remain. It's kind of hard to deny once you hear it broken down that way. Um, yeah, kind of boil all of our issues into suffering, that we are not accepting reality and truth as it's presenting itself. We have an attachment or an expectation or a desire as to wanting things to be a certain way, to having certain expectations or desires or ambitions for ourselves and either not trusting that that will innately come to be and or being attached to the way that we want that to come to be. 
either way, it's, it's non-acceptance of what is, right? So we're separating ourselves from the present moment and putting our fulfillment in a future moment or in a past moment. You know, maybe we're mourning the past, not able to be present or, or uncomfortable in the present. So we're projecting our good times, our salvation, our um, fulfillment into the future tense, which really only exists in our minds. Anyway, um, so that's that's one of the main themes that I enjoy circling back to is the human condition and those noble truths coming from the Buddhist perspective. Another closely related theme is identity. So this one is pretty huge, and I won't get too deep into it right now, but the essential questions in that topic are, who am I? What is my sense of self? What are the boundaries of my identity? And what informs our takes on those answers to those questions. You know, what is the conditioning that that informs our expectations or our desires? Anyway, we'll definitely dive deeper into that topic in future episodes. Um, one of the first solo casts that I intended on making, and I still haven't, is one that really breaks down conditioning, or I tend my, tend to find myself referring to it as programming more often than conditioning, but that's sort of the classic term for, you know, how a person's ego is developed into a personality. So it's something that I think is really enlightening to be aware of rather than to just take it as this is just who I am, this is just how I am. You know, I think it's important or helpful to look into why, why, why are we the way we are? what has informed this shaping of our personalities. Um, you know, there's, there's different factors to it. But anyway, we'll get into that another time. The third theme that I wanted to touch upon is one that ties those two together, and it's what I like to call lucid living. So I even put this in the subtitle that I don't always represent, but the full title of this podcast is The Reminders Podcast for Living Lucid. So, uh, what does that mean? So, lucid living. In other words, you know, what does it look like or feel like to be living our best life? And how can we remind ourselves and each other to be devoted to that best life every day? So, more practically, I see this podcast as a personal attempt of challenging the structures and conditions that keep us attached, you know, in that predicament that Buddhism so succinctly illuminates, in my mind at least, the situation of attachment. And often that looks like an autopilot. It looks like looping in the same old unfulfilling patterns of cycling our pain and our pursuits of pleasure, right? And anyway, so what this looks like on the surface, I'm sure will sound very familiar as... These are very prominent attachments or addictions to quick boosts of dopamine. I think we're all sort of in this experience right now. You know, I'm talking about compulsive phone use. I'm talking about comfort eating, porn, even the old school cast of characters of substance abuse. You know, especially the corporate sponsored substances of alcohol, nicotine, caffeine, sugar. Sort of double dipping on sugar. I already mentioned comfort eating, but... 
I think it deserves it because, you know, it's it's such an insidious, overused ingredient in virtually every processed food product. And, um, you know, sugar is a necessary component to the diet through natural carbohydrates and, and fruit and stuff like that. But when we extract just sugar from being in a fibrous fruit, for instance... And when we put it in virtually everything and we're taking it in way more than we need, you know, it's not a poison in and of itself, but it does end up acting with toxicity when we're over, overindulging in this thing. And it goes without saying that sugar is pretty addictive. And by pretty, I mean extremely. And I can certainly admit that each of those things, especially sugar, has affected my life to varying degrees. And in the last couple months in particular, I've really been surfing down this slippery slope and, uh, you know, more than usual, I would say. And in the moment, it can feel like I'm treating myself or just not taking life too seriously, being chill, having fun, etc. But in the long term, it looks like fuel for depression and distraction. You know, I'm talking depression of my energy literally depressing my vibrancy, you know, depressing my brain states in that way and distracting from investing my time and attention into a fulfilling purpose, you know, something that feels worth doing. So when we're constantly bombarding our brain with dopamine that we didn't actually have to work very hard for, it begins to, the brain begins to expect that sort of influx in high dopamine activity and the baseline of dopamine will will drop lower than it started. I think most of us know that by now, but I do find it helpful to be reminded that many see dopamine as a reward or achievement neurotransmitter, which is pretty close, but I've heard it more accurately seen as the anticipation chemical that fires before we engage in whatever pleasurable or ambitious activity we're being compelled towards. So really, it's the chemical motivator. This is why it can be so compulsively compelling to reach for the phone where we can engage in a steady drip of high motivational, high motivation, aka dopamine, to get a lot of enjoyment or interest out of an activity that takes so little effort, right? So we know there's a big payoff for doing something that takes so little, just picking up a phone and pressing a few buttons, right? When we strive to achieve anything in life, it takes dopamine. So if we've used up all our dopamine on low effort and highly rewarding stimuli, rewarding on a chemical level that is uh, super unfulfilling in other practical ways, when we do that, then we won't have much motivation left to do the things that will actually nourish our spirit and fuel our zest for life. You know, in other words, depression. Chances are you didn't need a definition of depression spelled out for you, but I find it personally helpful to remind myself of this in such specific terms so that I can bring a little bit more conscious awareness around the things that I do, the patterns and routines that I'm engaged in. And if I can keep those things in mind, that engaging in high dopamine boost will actually be distracting in the long term, I can find a little bit of motivation to shift. That is, if I'm emotionally well enough to do that as well, 
which is probably best to bookmark that topic for now. So anyway, what I'm presenting as a huge obstacle in our modern life is our unhealthy attachment to the internet and social media in particular. Huge implications, and again, you probably don't need me to spell out the issues on this one. I think we're all pretty, pretty well in the weeds of media. And we've talked about this a bunch on other episodes as well. I will say, however, if you haven't seen the documentary Social Dilemma, highly recommend it. I know I've talked about that on the podcast too, but I think it's um, a timely reminder, and I've been thinking about revisiting it myself. Feels every bit as relevant now as when I watched it three years ago or so, um, specifically in the ways that it illustrates just how deeply social media warps our expectations and is a part of this like psychic programming that propagates various narratives. I don't think that there's necessarily one narrative that's being driven, but there's definitely an echo chamber that we engage with in the internet. And uh, it really just leads us to not having really any way of verifying truth other than what resonates with our own experience, which again is influenced by the expectations that we have based on the information that we consume. So it's this feedback loop and I'll save that for another episode, but um, yeah, those are, those are essentially the big topics that I'm finding it valuable to address in this podcast, you know, because I think it's such a prominent and relatable experience that not only are we all experiencing suffering in a different degree, but there's like a one particular addiction and attachment that I think almost every person shares right now, which is the phone compulsion and, and the way that social media is motivating us in certain ways and distracting us in a lot of ways. So all in all, I really want this to be an access point for authentic connection, which I find to be one of the access points of moving past addiction, moving past attachment, is to feel connected to the community. You know, I think that's really the root of addiction is isolation and disconnection. And so, yeah, I mean, this has already been an access point for me personally, being the one making the recordings and having the conversations, you know, this is a, like I've said a million times, an excuse to have fun conversations with fun people and to connect. Um, and so I want this podcast to be one expression of a plethora of things that I'm engaging with that really at the root of them are seeking to create authentic connection to our first to, to ourselves first and foremost, and to a network of supportive stellar beings as well. Stellar beings, band name, stellar beings. One of my visions is to create a social media platform that is not commercially motivated and can have a more centered approach to engaging connection through sharing life-affirming content, reminders, resources, etc. Which I've talked to a few people about, but I mean, that's a pretty high-level idea um, that I don't think I'm necessarily close to achieving, but throwing it out there. Um, 
Another idea that's been percolating right now is hosting some sort of internet radio that would stream all day, showcasing music and conversations, you know, recorded music, live streamed music, uh, conversations being podcasts or whatever else, uh, spoken word poetry, who knows, from all sorts of various artists and the community. So if that sounds at all exciting, something that you'd be into, definitely get in touch about that. Um, this was my friend Marielle's idea. We've sort of been bouncing this one back and forth for a little bit, and it feels like one of the things that we could probably do sooner than later. So um, I'm looking into different ways of, of getting that going. Not exactly sure how to do that yet, um, as in like what platform to, to engage that on. But... Um, So I'm looking into that. In the meantime, what we do have is a budding Discord server, which you may have heard me talk about before. Um, So this is also in the works. It's, I mean, it's live right now. You can join today. Um, Marielle and I have rebranded it to be an online expression of our idea of a living festival, which is sort of bringing the community and fun vibrancy of music festivals or, or whatever type of festival into everyday life, into the online sphere of our attention. Um, and may or may not be a actual music festival that we put together in the near future um, with the potential name of Language of Light, which is a name that has had a bunch of different expressions throughout the years. And I'll let Marielle explain that sometime on the podcast. Um, we'll get into that right now, but these are, yeah, just some, some of the ideas. So if you vibe with that idea, um, highly encourage you to join the discord to help build up some grassroots media and online connection, share some of your art, share some of your ideas, share pieces of content that you find actually resonant and that move you or make you laugh or whatever, you know, like let's share the things that bring us joy. Let's share the things that inspire us, you know, let's try to inspire a, a, one another and inspire a movement, inspire integration of these ideas into our lives. Um, and the idea of the discord in particular is really to be a catalyst for creating more events and co-creative spaces and projects out here in the 3d you know um thing is we're all on the internet there's no you know i could choose just not to be on the internet but i think that i would be missing an opportunity to reach more people and to create more realness and to help us come to terms with what patterns we have that are creating suffering and to find creative ways of letting it go and to challenge our attachments and things like that. You know, um, I don't think it's enough just to do this work for ourselves. I think at some point for me, the identity and the sense of self ends up widening into the whole of sentient consciousness the whole of the the community of sentient beings is what I mean to say. And so part of that is bridging, bridging connections, bridging ideas to one another. So um, yeah, that's kind of the idea. So right now the Discord server is set up. 
like a virtual festival. So the different categories in there. If you haven't been on Discord, it's essentially a forum, sort of like a Reddit, but a particular intentional community. So you need an invite to get into different servers and they all have different topics and categories in them and whatnot. So the way we have this one set up is the categories are main stage, which is for real life event shares, side stage for sharing any type of art or media or links or whatever, vendor market um, for offerings, etc. Workshops would be like miscellaneous topics. And then there's community and accountability camps for that type of community check-in and accountability. All right, so that's basically a little check-in and update on what I'm thinking about and trying to get into and trying to make these shifts. You know, like I mentioned, the last few months have been pretty distracted, pretty uh, pretty just in the weeds, and that I would say very much is related to why I haven't put a podcast out in however long it's been. I want to say it's been at least a month, which is... Uh, you know, not what I'm going for. I want to, I want to create more consistency here, but I also don't want to just put out something just for the sake of putting something out. Um, so I think I want to queue up an episode about cultural conditioning and the development of personality and ego in that way. Um, so I'll start, start scripting that out. I don't know how I liked reading off a script. I think it was a little, it was a little weird. Like, I'm glad that my thoughts were organized, but it's like calling me to act a little bit, like like perform in a way that I, I'm not very practiced in. So if that felt awkward, then that's why. So I'm going to close this one out with a little bit of a meditation, doing it in reverse this this time, instead of starting with one. I think for maybe solo casts, that, that might be the move to do them at the end. So you can save it for a time that you can tune in, or now that you know where I'm at intellectually, then we can enter this meditative space together which I do still find to be one of the most potent ways of integrating knowledge into wisdom is through I just deleted that document on accident. Integrating these ideas into um, into the body through taking time and stillness to breathe come back to the self to just come back to presence. So let's do that now together. It's always just starting with returning to our breathing. If you're able and wanting to close your eyes, feel free. If you'd like to lay down on your back. sit lotus style or if you're even if you're driving you can turn this into a moving meditation with eyes opened obviously eyes open or closed we can still bring our attention back to the breath into the listening space
taking a moment to take pause from whatever stories are percolating in our minds and our hearts in the recent past. outcome I'm finding myself a bit attached to the fact that I just deleted the script for this podcast which shows a bit of lack of trust that this is something that passes my threshold of something that I would want to share with the world Letting go of that, remembering that even even flawed execution or expression is still worthy of being heard, worthy of being expressed, of being let go. is a reflection of every other moment as above so below the fractal of the microcosm and the macrocosm in the sense that this particular example of me deleting the script and being presented with the moment of alright well I guess that's good enough feels like a metaphor of life itself. You know, we can't hit any undo buttons. We can't perfect our performance of life in the moment when we're truly interacting with the moment, with one another. There's no luxury of revision. and scary about that it's only a scary aspect to the scared ego that's scared of letting go to the totality of existence because all it knows is its small corner of existence wants to stay comfortable and protected in the familiar and the pleasurable so we practice sitting through discomfort sitting through boredom sitting through the mundane to find the sweetness of being underneath all of the stimuli 
underneath all of the ways that we seek to be stimulated. There's a sweet witness, a sweet being inhabiting each and every moment. I'm inclined to believe that that's our truest self. Just tuning into that witnessing self, tuning my identity even further than my ego, tune into the listening, tune into the flowing. and its distractions. That every symbol is a construct. Trying to understand the infinite through finite understanding, through finite symbols and signifiers. from truth and then I attached to that thought and then I spoke on that thought and now I'm speaking and speaking the thought because when I tune into this witnessing self I'm reminded that there really isn't anything truthful truthful about the idea of there being a me and you. That in truth, there's just the I am. There's just the witnessing. There's just the moment. And then all the abstractions of the moment. The mirror maze of seemingly countless Figures fractaling in the mirror. Like when you put two mirrors together, create a little right angle, make a little mirror corner, and then you see yourself over and over until you re 
it reaches the horizon of our perception where we can no longer see the many turn into the infinite, turn back into the one. even that go. presence to the rest of our day, come back to it through the rest of our week, rest of our month, the rest of our lives, let's practice coming back here consciously, resting assured that we will come back unconsciously as well. What if we can come back consciously as well? <laughs> 